Welcome to episode 44, season two of Relevant Conversations for All. Today's episode is entitled Pump and Circumstance. So public flogging has been around for centuries. In fact, um, England created the Whipping Act of 1530, which authorized the whipping of thieves, blasphemers, poachers, men and women guilty of minor offenses, and even the insane. Public flogging has been used throughout Europe to discourage such behaviors and as a means for establishing control of the masses. It was even used during slavery to control the mass number of slaves. Public flogging today is exhibited through the hands up of a black man as compared to the hands up of a white man often deadly for the first and a peaceful surrender for the latter, even following the murder of many, as in the most recent case of Ethan Crumbly, the suspect in the deadly mass shooting at Oxford High School in Michigan. An exhibition of control and an active reminder of knowing one's place for the black man and a form of redemption for the white man a clear distinction as to the caste system of the United States. And it is not just a distinction that is made with color, although that is primary. We can also see this amongst anyone who does not fit the definition of human according to this system, thus lacking value in these United States. So, I thought that was a very interesting snippet that was released by the press, by the media, that Ethan Crumley, after shooting children, dropped his weapon and put his hands up with the expectation of sanctuary. Right. He received that. Now, all of us know that, and we can do this time and time again for all the circumstances that come up, if it were a Black man, hands up. I mean, we've had situations where there were car stops made and a right. Black male reached for a brush and put his hands up and shots were fired. So we know the story. For a Black male, it's shoot first, ask later. If they mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like hands up and, oh, okay, we'll take you in peacefully. Same thing happened right. in mass shooting at the church, remember? Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, they stopped off for food first, but, you know. Right. Right. So. And the offering of water to uh, the Rittenhouse case, right? Mm-hmm. Smoking gun. Are you right. Would you like something to drink? Right. It's funny that I didn't see any tears at that point after mm, those yeah. shootings. Yeah. But, you know, later on, they were useful. Right. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I, I totally agree with what you were saying with regard to the flogging. Like, it, it, it I don't want to use the word advanced, but for lack of a better word, um, now the force is deadly, as you as you mentioned, with uh, black people as opposed to 
uh, white people, whereas it becomes, hey, you know, we're going to take you in peacefully or we'll get you something to drink or to eat before we even take you in, in these very tragic situations. And um, the last public flogging law that was on the books was um, in Delaware, and it was not put to bed until 1972. Uh, but as we know, the United States in general has been very inventive where, um, you know, they abolish one thing, but they find a way around whatever amendment they put into place mm -hmm. and, you know, are able to reestablish or rebrand it under in a different way. So, you know, an example of that is the 13th Amendment abolishing slavery and then you know, how we bring the mass incarceration and forced labor back through incarceration after reconstruction. So it's like, it, it's just rebranded to your point. Yeah. It's not as though, even though you may not take someone out in the center square of a city and whip them uh, specifically, uh, you know, there are powers given to certain authorities in order to whip and or kill uh, those that they believe are worthy of such treatment. Right. And that's always, that's rarely, if ever, a white suspect. Right, right. So, and, and to your point, bringing it into today's world, the shooting of the black man is the flogging mm -hmm. of the black man, the public flogging, the reminder. Right. This is what happens when you try this. Mm -hmm. The peaceful surrender of the white man is a public display of superiority. We take care of our own. Right. right. It's so blatant. It's so clear. And again, it happens if you look at the courtroom and the trials. You could tell by the judges' reactions during trials, um, not all, but some is very apparent, as in the Rittenhouse case, whereas the, the judge was almost outraged that this case was even before him. Yeah. And he was going to do everything to make sure that this, uh, this person got a very overly fair trial hmm. and, you know, throw out some charges before the jury even had a chance to consider them. So, you know, it, it happens again, but if you bring a black person before a chart, before a judge, there are usually assumptions made yes. uh, with regard to why they are there, you know, where they come from, what type of families they come from and so on, and their ability to be rehabilitated or to even deserve to go to jail. Like there are an overwhelming number of black people that are tried as adults who are barely teenagers. And, you know, we have to look at that as well as what happens in the streets and people not even making it to trial. But what happens in that courtroom is part of the flogging because that's part of taking away of the dignity 
of uh, the Black person inside of the justice system. Yes, yes. Um, the, you know, and I mentioned that although it's not always about someone's shade, mm-hmm. uh, shade is primary to all of what we are discussing right now, but we also see it in other communities. For example, mm-hmm. in the LGBTQ community, right? What? We have particularly in the transgender community where um, people are being killed. And there are no follow-ups to these cases. Why? Because that dehumanization. You don't fall into the social norm as defined by the caste system of these United States. So therefore you are deemed insignificant. What a horrible thing. What, I mean, where are we as a country? Where are we really? Um, This is an effort to regain control that is slipping away due to the numbers of Mm -hmm. people, of humans who do not believe in this system and who do not have the same thought process as those who are seeking control. There is a there's a fear. So what better way to control but to publicly flog? Right. right. And that's a word that's literal. Right. Not literal at the same time. It's, uh, yeah. And like, like we've been discussing, you know, flogging uh, can take shape in many forms. And, and it's like, either it's, you know, literally beating and killing or it's the public humiliation right. uh, that is put upon uh, the black and other communities in order to say, you know, you're still less than, you know, and to give other communities the, the whistle and the signal to say, hey, don't be like this. So, right. you know, and, and then that sets up um, the different people of color and, you know, other communities and LBGTQ communities, it creates inner fighting within those communities. Um, Like we discussed offline in the LBGTQ plus communities, there are so many factions that believe so many different things like be gay, don't be too gay, you know, I really don't care as long as the person you end up with, this is from parents, don't act like this or that. And, you know, do what you want to do, but keep your private life quiet. Don't put, you know, stuff out there so that you don't embarrass certain members of the family. You know, just things like what happened to telling your child to be who they are, who yeah. they are, and, and, and supporting them as long as they're, you know, not harming anyone and um, they're, they're being a good person. That's ultimately what we all aspire to be. Absolutely. And, you know, if you, you know, start hanging conditions that have nothing to do with being a good person on how people live, 
then I think that's definitely one of the ways that we go wrong as a country. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, what is that saying when you're pointing your finger at someone else, there are four fingers pointing back at yourself? Absolutely. So, um, when these people who hate continue to formulate these allegiance and alliances that they do that trickle into our governmental system that have existed within our governmental system of which the governmental system was created to support. Mm -hmm. um, this is what we see. But the plan was faulted in that they never anticipated that number one, slaves would be free someday. Right. They never ever anticipated that uh, women would want rights. Mm -hmm. They also never anticipated that people would migrate to this country from countries other than Europe. Right. That's all the things, all the laws that we're seeing coming into effect. Wait a minute, there's too many people that don't look like us coming into this country. Right. right. We even see discrepancies when it comes to our children. Now we've talked about levels of education, mm -hmm. but what about those children of color that disappear every year? Right. We don't see the helicopters flying overhead. We don't hear um, the media interrupting a broadcast to say, you know, that this child is missing and we need to find this child and we don't hear the pleas from the parents broadcasted throughout the... Right. What? Public flight and again, right? Exactly. It sends a clear-cut message that you don't matter. Right. And, and that's not to negate the fact that every child matters, you know, it's a sad Absolutely. situation. Absolutely. Every However... Child. If we go by that premise, then every missing child case should be treated the same. Yes, just like any other case right. that involves the loss of human life or anything else should right. be treated the same, right. regardless of the amount of money they have, regardless mm -hmm. of their shade, regardless of their orientation. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we can credit this country for having many great things that are afforded to us. But unfortunately, many of those great things, when you get to a certain point in achieving those great things, begin to cancel out. Yeah. Um, you're only allowed to go but so far. And I know some people don't agree with that. But there is mm -hmm. truth to it, mm -hmm. especially when you're talking about people who come from the Black community. Right. Um, other communities, such as the LGBTQ community, you might have to hide who they are in order to achieve certain levels. Yes, even in today's world, they may have to hide themselves because there is sometimes a difference. You know? Exactly. And, and the way, you know, there are exceptions to every rule. 
because people will quickly pull up examples of Black people who are very yeah. successful, right? Yeah. But there are exceptions to every rule. There are equations in math where two plus two do not equal four, this you know? <laughs> so if we look at it, even from a mathematical aspect, there are exceptions to every rule. So there are going to be those who do well, who uh, escape some of the traps of the system and are able to find success. But even those people have experiences that they can point out where people have, you know, been well, well intended in saying, hey, you're still Black. You know, we see you. You, you could have Oprah money and not be able to walk in a store and people uh, be willing to show you an expensive purse. Right. So. Right. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, to, to your point, yes, you can have Oprah money and you can walk into a place and still be followed. Right. Someone on your heels. Yep. Questioning why you're there. Meanwhile, everyone else can wander around freely. Right? Exactly. So, so yes, we do have um, people within the communities mentioned who have been successful or are successful. There's something that uh, is a driving nail in the side mm -hmm. of the Black race. Um, and yes, there, there are distinctions even between how uh, Black folks are treated as opposed to other communities of color. We are the less tolerated group of them all. Right. Um, you know, it's like any level of success is bittersweet, you know? Right. You can be successful, but you know, uh, Clarence Thomas popped into my head. Yeah, he's successful, mm -hmm. but he also plays the game. Right. Uh, exactly. Wasn't his wife part of the tea party? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Okay. So, so, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you, yeah. you go ahead and. and... No, it's just, um, you know, there are those who played the game, but, you know, they always find a reason why others have not succeeded. And to your point, your, um, your mention about, you know, like other people of color um, being more accepted than a black race is absolutely true because people, black people wear their difference not a difference in the way their body works because we're all humans under the skin, right? Mm -hmm. But they, they wear uh, what makes them uh, different in the eyes of society and not only in the United States, but across the world um, on their skin. So it's very easy to make that distinction. Other races, um, 
races or people of color could actually, a lot of them can pass because of their lighter skin. Mm -hmm. And that's because, and, and some of them choose to, and that's because there's this, this overwhelming, and this is worldwide, there's this overwhelming um, idea that white is right. And people aspire to, to be, who aspire to be the best, aspire to unfortunately um, be white in order to uh, get the best treatment or not get the worst treatment. So uh, if it's possible for uh, people of color to pass, they choose to do it a lot of times out of uh, the, their aspirations and the ease with which to attain their goals in passing for white. Yeah. And, it, you know, people do that. And sometimes their uh, last name just tells it all, Ted Cruz. Um, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's an interesting phenomenon. It's a sad phenomenon because a lot of times you're forced to leave behind the traditions and things that, you know, makes a group of people, a culture, great. You, there's the trade-off there. So uh, you really have to uh, look at not only how, what people are doing, but the reasons behind it and the psychological and cultural costs to uh, doing such things. And also the fact that uh, it would be much easier because there are more people of color around the world than the other. Yeah. For everyone to stand together to fight the injustices for all people of color, including Black people, mm-hmm. instead of just saying, oh, you know, I'm fine because I'm not being attacked now. And let's not even go back to the poem, you know, where. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. So, yeah, and, you know, we, we all exhibit this uniqueness to uh-huh. your point. And the uniqueness is beautiful. And in that uniqueness, we have created this wonderful salad of humans. Uh-huh. And we've talked about this salad in that even though we are mixed in that bowl, we can still pull out the unique features that make us all beautiful. And yes, there are differences, but it should not divide us. As humans, we need to remain in truth and in goodness so that all humans are treated fairly and are given the tools to remain there. Um, I think part of the systemic issues that are before us in this country cause us to divide. And in that division, those who deem themselves to be superior continue to maintain their roles of superiority. Right. Their greatest fear is for us to unite as humans and to recognize that we are all the same. 
and to accept that we are all the same and to thereby come together and work towards changing. You know, um, we are the masses. I truly believe that there are more humans than there are non-humans. And if all of those humans can come together and band together and stay together, despite the unique things that make us different, it would be a force to be reckoned with. Right. And, you know, that's more a, a thing for every culture to look at, to be open to learning about and accepting other cultures so that we can become one as opposed to, you know, each color, each culture trying to exclude the other, like, oh, Puerto Ricans and Dominicans don't get along. What? Why? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, just as an example, and it's like, okay, let's just learn how to be more accepting, you know, uh, gay, straight, you know, um, trans, not, whatever, you know, just learn how to get along and you enrich yourself every time you become more accepting and you find out more about another culture, you know, go ahead and experience things that uh, you may not have experienced if you didn't open up because, you know, that's part of our journey as humans to learn. And if you, when you stop learning, you cease to uh, be a a useful member, I, 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 I will say, of society, because as long as you're learning, you're experiencing, your perceptions have the opportunity to change, Mm -hmm. and you can uh, give valuable feedback and not only to those who are actually already running this society but to those who actually are um, coming into the age to run this society like our children grandchildren great-grandchildren you should be learning until you leave this earth absolutely absolutely So we are coming to the end of this podcast, but let us remember that it is the content of character. A good person is a good person, period. And moving forward, let's be mindful of that when we come across people who may not look like us or who may not have the same uh, cultural beliefs that we have. A good person is still a good person. Until next time, again, as always, if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it. If you have any questions or if um, there are things you'd like to have us discuss, let us know that as well. You can reach out through Instagram or you can send us a message through either Anchor or Spotify. Until next time, stay safe. <laughs>